Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zavell. And if you're anything like me, and for most millennials, a word I don't like but must use, we commonly use the phrase, that thing just gets me. A show, a book, a quote we spotted on Instagram, sometimes the internet reaches out to us and says, I understand you, me too. For all of the crazy, stupid, annoying things about the internet, I do like that it occasionally has the power to do that. A few months ago, I was browsing through Instagram in one of those black holes all of us know and love, and I found quarter-life poetry, and I said to myself, this Instagram account gets me. And this is the poem that I saw that resonated so deeply, I actually had to post it on my own account. It goes like this. For lunch, I had a salad with spinach, kale, and peas, or as I like to think of it, a treasure hunt for cheese. And that just spoke to me on so many levels, mostly because generally, if there isn't enough cheese on a salad I happen to get from the cafeteria, I descend into a rage spiral. And I was like, how does this person know it? Well, Samantha Jane is an actress and writer based in Los Angeles, and she is the genius mind behind this popular Instagram account, Quarter Life Poetry. And now she has a book out by the same name that collects together so many of these hilarious sonnets. But this started out as just something she was doing for fun on the side while she was in graduate school. And so I thought she'd be perfect to join us on our side hustle series to talk about how she developed this Instagram into what has become a pretty important part of her brand. So welcome to another Samantha on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am a huge fan of your Instagram account. I've showed it to a lot of my friends. I'm curious, do you have a favorite poem of yours that's on the account? Ooh, you know what? I I also resonate with that with that salad poem. I actually had something even worse happen to me like two days ago. I I got a salad and I was I was on the run and they just completely did not put any dressing on and I just had to really buckle down and and power <laughs> through my salad just with sheer willpower just, just with, vegetables just vegetables no dressing like no reprieve like nothing it, it was it was pretty intense. So so I agree with you on that. Poem. <laughs> it's tough. Well, so I want everyone and I personally want to get to know the person behind these hilarious quotes. So I'd love to talk to you about how it all started. I'm going to read the first poem that you had on your account, which says, "Your almond mocha frap will be 594. My masters of fine arts weeps silently in the drawer." So that was the first poem you ever posted. And I just want to hear about, you know, what sparked you to write that out, put it on Instagram, and and what was it like to kind of put yourself out there the first time? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story because it grew kind of organically from this longer narrative that I had written. Um, I was living in San Francisco at the time, and I I kind of was going through my own pretty extreme quarter life crisis. I had just moved from New York and I had moved cross coast and I was just really not sure of, of what exactly I, I wanted to do. And, and I had an idea of writing this narrative about this girl going through a quarter life crisis, but sort of it, it would rhyme and, and it would be illustrated and it would be almost like a, like a children's book. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And I buckled down and I, I wrote it and I illustrated it in my spare time. And I, I was an art director at the time at, at this ad agency in San Francisco. And, and basically what happened was <laughs> the Instagram came from that 
in a way. And, and it just started snowballing and it ended up being the book. I I just had, uh, I I had all of these reasons to do this Instagram. I, I had so many extra ideas in my brain. And then also I got a literary agent from the original book that I had written and the literary agent said to me, all right, look, if we're going to sell this book to a publisher, you, you need to do one of two things. You need to either be extremely famous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. They're like, you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow or something like that. I'm <laughs> Which like, you can't know. become overnight. I, I don't think so. I, if there was a way, I would try for sure just to get this book published. But um the second one was you need some sort of quantifiable blog following. And I was just like, no. Because what? that's not, just, that's hard to do. And especially like you said, you were an art director at the time. You know, you have to find something to pay the bills. It's not easy. It's, it's hard. What we always hear, like people are always like, let's make this go viral. And let's, how do we get like millions of people to see this? And I'm always like, right. it's not, p- millions of people aren't just sitting around waiting to like your post and see something and make things, things don't go viral just because you like wish on a star. So, I mean, so the fact that you create an Instagram account that resonated with thousands and thousands of people is, is pretty unique even today. I I honestly did not think anyone would start following it. I I was like, I, I was racking my brain with, with what I could do, what sort of blog I could do. Like maybe it could be based around this girl that I had originally written this narrative about. And I was just kind of boggled with, with how I could possibly get any sort of following. I, 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 I was never sort of social, socially savvy on social media at all. I was thinking and thinking, and then the, I, the answer was, was sort of right in front of me. It's like, okay, how about I just make it super quick? I have a ton of extra poems kind of floating around in my brain because the narrative, it, it rhymed and I was sort of in like rhyming mode and I had all of these extra ideas that I, and topics that I wanted to touch on. So I just decided to pull back my illustration style, do like a super crude, quick illustration. And, and it was even even more crude at the very beginning. It was even just like line drawings at the beginning. And I just post this little bite and, and I posted it on Tumblr and Instagram and I, I didn't expect anything and I, I didn't get anything at, at first. And I, I think it's when I first started adding hashtags and, and when I first started, uh, right. E- right. E- yeah, that, that's sort of when people started finding it and then it, it kind of exploded. It exploded from there. I, I was just as shocked totally. as, as anybody. So yeah. let's talk about the frap poem that I just read about your yeah. degree weeping silently in a drawer. What's the, what's the, I'm sure that there's like a big, you know, that's, it's hard to distill things into poems and then into little snippets, but what, what's kind of the, the story behind that? And what does, what does that mean to you? Because I feel like part of your your thing is that you're you're lifting a little bit of the veil on what people think adulthood is like. It's not all, oh, you know, now we're grown ups and we have these beautiful apartments and we have these great dream jobs and we're yeah. sex in the citying it all over the place. Um, <laughs> you know, you're kind of presenting the reality, which is like, my de- <laughs> what is my degree even for? Some days we wonder. <laughs> That poem was actually inspired by a friend. I myself do not have an MFA. I have a BFA. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time, I was thinking back to 
you know, my, my friend, she was working in a coffee shop and she had an MFA and these poems are a collection. They're, they're mostly my experiences, but they're also experiences that I shared, you know, with my close friends, you know, over drinks. It's like the sort of like terrible things we talk about and, you know, the truth comes out and you talk about how, how like listless and sad you are sometimes. And that, that's definitely not, portrayed on social media at all. So so I thought it would be really interesting for that to kind of kick off kick off the series. And why make them rhyme? Like why turn them into poems and not do like stories or a regular book or something else? I think there's something really comforting in rhyming. I, I remember I remember I always had rhyming children's books growing up. Like my favorites are, are Shel Silverstein's for mm-hmm. sure. I, I am obsessed with, with his books. Like Falling Up is one of my absolute favorite, favorite books. And it was so amusing to me how his stories, like his poems were, they weren't trying to be anything other than hilarious little poems for kids, poems about like, you know, eating pancakes or, or, or because you're falling down in gravity, you're, 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 you're puking upward. Like, like it's mm-hmm. just it totally flipped poetry on its head. And I think that that always stuck with me. And it, it, there was always a comfort in poetry. Like if you read something in a sing-songy way, it's like, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah, I was just going to say, is- I read them and it's like they're about like taxes and feeling like a little bit lost. And they can be kind of dark. But when you read them like this and they all kind of rhyme, it makes you yeah. feel better about everything. And like yeah, that it's didn't like, oh, rhyme, this but is, this is just what happens. <laughs> right, this is just how it goes, and yeah. So that's kind of that's the feeling that that I wanted to get across with these. And was there anything about like what you were doing at the time, where you were working, what your job was at the time, that made you feel like you needed something like this, that you needed an outlet like this? Because what we've been talking about with these side hustles and passion projects is that sometimes they kind of fill a void, whether it's you know, something you've always wanted to try, but don't get the opportunity to at work, or they give you kind of a place to let out some creative energy or, you know, what did, what did this project do for you as you were working in the advertising world? I, I had moved to San Francisco from New York because I thought that that would solve my wanting this otherness, like wanting to wanting something else like a, like a change of scenery might help but mm-hmm. i i kind of quickly found out that it was just kind of the, the same the same work and i was just always very into little side projects i always had little little things that that i liked doing i always did fine art on the side i always wrote in mm-hmm. journals like compulsively i i've stacks and stacks of journals. So I I wanted to kind of use that productively. And I felt like the more and more I was speaking to my friends and the more open and honest I was becoming um, just about my own experiences and, and how how I was feeling, the the more you know friends and, and people would would say, oh me too, me too. And you know, people don't often show that side of themselves, kind of that vulnerable side. So I, I thought that this would be just a great way to combine, you know, my love for art, my love for writing, and and also my love for kind of like connecting to people on, on more than just a surface level. Definitely. And you're, and you're, 
poems range from really funny, like the salad one I mentioned, and then they go a little darker. I was reading this one. My speech as valedictorian moved my class to tears. May I refill your wine glasses or will you switch to beers? And like, that's a little bit darker. That's yeah. like a little, I yeah. mean, and, but it, I'm just curious, you know, what's, what's your message here? Because you go from treasure hunt for cheese in the salad and then like kind of the deep dark truth that you know you could have been the star in high school and you could have been the star in college and like you know the real world kind of levels things in a lot of ways yeah I think there's so many different levels of adulting we have to figure out you know on the surface level you know it's the day-to-day um Mm -hmm. it's it's oh God, I'm trying to be healthy by eating the salad because my metabolism is starting to slow down. And then on a, on a deeper level, it's like, you know, you're sitting at your desk and wondering what you're doing with your entire life. Like there's such a range of feelings uh, that, that we go through. So I, I just wanted to cover them all. And just this use of, of poetry just kind of keeps it in this consistent format. And I'm able to touch on a lot of different different topics. Yeah, there's there's finances, there's career, there's a little bit of mortality, there's meaning of life, there's salad. Which topic kind of hits you the closest to home? Oh, that's a great question. I think the the social life ones really hit close to home. I I've learned throughout my life that I'm a pretty big introvert, which is weird because if you meet me, it's like, I I really love talking to people, but I think I like to talk to people like one-on-one. I, I've never been that kind of person who surrounds herself with like hashtag girl squad, like 20 friends at all times. I, I really like to keep it pretty small. And that was really difficult for me, I would say growing up because when you're in high school, you have like large, large groups of friends. And I just never really felt comfortable in those situations. So I think with kind of those, those social life, like trying to learn how to, how to navigate, like, oh, should I go out with all of these friends or, or should I stay in or, or what should I reveal to them? What shouldn't I? Like, that, that's what I really enjoy writing about as, as I'm figuring out how I deal with people more and more. Such as this one. So sad I can't make it to bottomless brunch. I'm bottomless in bed with cinnamon toast crunch. Right. And I I, I couldn't pick a favorite one to read. I was like, I'm going to have to end up reading like 10 of these because they're all so good. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad you like them. Which ones do you find resonate most with the community that you've amassed? Because you have like, you know, almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. So which topics do you think resonate the most with them? Um, the food topics, which are my, I actually (laughs) love the food topics because I love food. I I think about food more than pretty much anything else. And it's kind of not okay. But uh, I think a lot of people can relate to the food topics, which makes me very happy. And I, I think the the one about Facebook friends and their their staged proposal pics, I think that hit pretty close to home for a lot of people. So I would say food and ones that deal with social media are are uh, resonate the best pretty much with with people um, on Instagram just because they're on social media and you have to eat something. Do you ever think of? I think it's kind of interesting that so much of your so much of the account is about 
putting the reality back into adulthood, you know, what you see on social media, whether it's proposals, whether it's, you know, these beautiful bottomless brunches, what you see isn't what you get. And yet your brand has kind of found its life and its community on social media. Do you ever think that, do you ever think about that? I do. And it's weird. And when I was initially putting it on Instagram, I didn't draw that connection. I just thought, oh, I'll try Tumblr. I'll try, I'll try Mm -hmm. Instagram. And it was really on Instagram where it got really interesting because my feed is full of, you know, design blogs and, and curators and, and that sort of thing. But there are so many, um, you know, so many people, I also follow my friends and they're, there are so many people posting photos of, you know, their, their amazing outfits at Coachella and their latest juice cleanse and, and all of all of that. So for for a poem that kind of cuts a little cuts a little close to home to come up on your feed, like amidst all of those photos, like it's really fun to, to add that into the mix because you're right. It's it's not what Instagram is typically used for. When you graduated college and moved into the real world and started amassing all of these little poems in your head and feelings, what was the one, what was the adulthood experience that really just kind of like kicked the, kicked the ground out from under you and really made you realize like, this is not all it's cracked up to be on social media? I would say that when I graduated college, I had a very clear idea of how my life would go. I was living in New York. I was living with a boyfriend at the time. I had just gotten my first job in advertising, which I was totally drooling over and so proud of. I I thought, okay, this is what it's going to be. And, you know, in ad agencies, it's really easy to see how your life is going to go. There, there are very clear cut uh, promotions and you, you can you can see your future. So I, I thought I was pretty set on that path. And then I was working there for, for two years about and like at, at about the year, <laughs> the one year mark, I started having like these little thoughts in my in my head that this maybe this isn't exactly what I should be doing. But I had really mixed emotions about it because I had worked so hard to finally get this job and I knew I was so incredibly lucky to have this job and so many of my classmates weren't able to find work because I graduated during a difficult time in the economy where so many companies were, you know, shutting down or or just letting employees go by by the dozens. I I felt really guilty that I wanted to do something else, so it was just in those moments where I had to have a really big conversation with myself and and really decide how my life could go. And it very could have easily gone in the in the direction of me just staying put. Very, very easily could. But I think I would have always regretted it. So I think that was kind of the moment where where I just felt like I needed a change. So what does your path look like now? Like where does this book and this brand and all this this all these awesome poems where does it fit into your path now? Well, what I love is that I I don't know my exact path now, which is great. I feel that I, when I had my life figured out like when I was 22 years old, that was so much more detrimental than 
than not exactly knowing how things are going to go. I mean, right now I'm working towards things like this book was, was definitely a step in the right direction of, of putting something honest and truthful and something that I worked really, really hard on out there so that other people can connect. And now I'm looking for other ways to connect. So at the moment, I'm writing a, a television series kind of based on, you know, the, the feel of, of the of the little videos that, that mm-hmm. we shot. Yeah, to, to promote the book, you shot these really hilarious, like one <laughs> minute long. They weren't even poems. It just was like these little, you know, snippets of, of adulthood life and, and looking into someone's brain and seeing what they're thinking at their desk or as they talk on the phone with their parents. Those are really people can find those, I'm sure, on your on your website. Yeah, yeah, they're on they're on my website. What we really wanted to do, and I did them in collaboration with Arturo Perez, who who helped write them and direct them, and and what we wanted to do was really show the kind of person who would buy this book, as opposed to you know just a very literal mm-hmm. translation of the book or like a book trailer. We wanted to show something a little a little bit you know one step beyond that. So. So yeah, so right now I'm just working on kind of developing that into 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 a, a series and that's really exciting for me since the reason I'm out here is to act and write. So I, I don't know exactly where that's going to go. I can't put my finger on where I'll be in five years, but I, I find that really freeing and exciting at the moment. But quarter life poetry will continue on after the book, correct? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to ever not have it in my feed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll ever stop coming up with sad poetry. It's just kind of like always in in my brain. I just have like a never ending well of of sad thoughts that rhyme. So no worries, no worries on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So why don't you tell people before I let you go about where they can find the book and where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can find the book pretty much everywhere. The publisher's done a great job. Um, you can find it on Barnes & Noble. You can find it on, um, you know, it's at the Strand Bookstore. It's at a bunch of independent uh, bookshops. And, and you can find it anywhere online, um, Amazon. And it's called Quarter Life Poetry. Yes, yes. I recently found out, actually, that, that China is going to tra- translate it into Chinese. Oh, that'll be interesting. I cannot wait. I, I like squealed like a little girl. Like I think that's going to be so interesting how, how they do that. But yeah, right now it's all quarter life poetry in English at the moment and, and wherever books are sold. Awesome. Well, people should definitely look that up and they can find the previews of all your hilarious poems on Instagram at quarter life poetry. And I hope there's a sequel because I just can't get enough of them. And as I said in the beginning, you really get me. So I think other people will feel the same thing. So, I think you get me. <laughs> I, t- you read that. I, yeah. I certainly try. Anyway, thank you so much, Samantha, for joining us today. I appreciate your time and I love your Instagram. Awesome. Awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you're enjoying the show, please remember to review and subscribe in iTunes. I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our producer, Kristen Meinzer. With graduation right around the corner, there is no better gift than the Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. And with Mother's Day right around the corner, you also may want to pick up our new cookbook, Dinner Made Simple, which you can also get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.